Welcome back to another podcast of today's episode. Today we watched This Is Us. Wait, that isn't correct. It's actually called Council of Dads, but from what I've read, it is a ripoff of This Is Us. We will find out. Brandon, tell us a little bit about what you watched. Um, well, it's kind of hard to explain because so many storylines are going on at the same time. Okay. Um, so I'll try to. Who's the main character? Robin. The main character is Robin, who was who was Lori from The Walking Dead, and. Um, okay, so she's not a Council of the Dads. No. But the title of the show is Council of Dads. Yeah, they it. I don't really know where that. Well, I know where it comes into play, but it's not. That's that comes in later, I guess you could say. All right. Do you want to mix it up? I can explain to you a little bit about where it's from. And then you can kind of explain to me why uh, they changed it. <clears throat> uh, okay. Okay. So, Council of Dads, weird name, right? But I assume that they go over it a little bit in the show, even though you watched episode four, right? Yeah. Okay. So, it's a drama that's based on a book that's written by a guy named Bruce Feller. The title of the book was The Council of Dads, My Daughters, My Illness, and the Men Who Could Be Me. And this was written in 2010, <clears throat> if you want to take a guess. This is a writer who was diagnosed with bone cancer, and then he created the Council of Dads by writing a letter to six of his friends who he wanted to be father figures in case he passed away. Now, there's a ton of differences that I noticed between this guy's life and what the show ended up becoming. But to just give you a little glimpse into Bruce Feller, he's got a crazy life. So he likes to write a lot, apparently, about his own experiences, which he mostly gets a lot of a positive reception for, like on USA Today and Time and stuff. He had wrote um, this book called Walking the Bible. It was about a 10,000-mile trek that he took from Israel through Iraq and Iran, basically the Holy Lands, and it was a bestseller. It actually got a TV show on PBS. There, I'm getting to the reason why I'm bringing all this up, but it was watched by 20 million people. Um, he also wrote a book about his year as a circus clown, uh, where he just got, went to go work at the circus. So this guy's kind of had a crazy life. A little bit, yeah. And he's done other books that have, uh, history books and such, that have also gotten pretty big critical acclaim. And he didn't die. <laughs> he's perfectly fine, um, or from whatever I, I from what I was reading. And he only had two daughters, I think, who were twins, both three years old at the time that he wrote the book. Um, now, here we can bring in the TV adaptation, which started coming about in 2018. Uh, the creators of it were writers of, writer slash um, executive producers of Grey's Anatomy, Joan Rader and Tony Filan. Hope I pronounced that right. They're married now. They met on Grey's Anatomy, but... As writers. As writers. Uh, they won a few Emmys. I mean, they left season 10, so it was before the show really, like, hit a point where I think where it is now, not as good. I mean, season 10 is still quite a ways in. I guess. Um, the difference is I immediately noticed just by looking at the book and then looking at what I was reading about the show was that the guy's name's Scott, right, in the show. Yeah. Uh, he's got four kids instead of two. And actually, that was written weird on Wikipedia. On one side, it said he had four kids. On one side, it said he had five. 
So I think that it just wasn't updated. But if he has five kids, he has three friends. So they cut it down from six friends to three. And each one of them has like, one's a surgeon, one's a AA sponsor, and then one's just his friend, right? Yeah. And then they have his wife being played by who you said. Sarah Wayne Collins. Callie's. Callie's, yeah, I always called her Collins, yeah. Okay. And the main difference, they killed Scott. Yep, Scott's dead. Isn't that weird that the writers or the people who are running the show came in there and were like, we're going to pitch this idea and we're going to change the amount of kids, we're going to limit the amount of dads, and we're going to kill the main character a la Lost in when they wanted to kill Jack in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. So then you got the main guy who was actually cast as Tom Everett Scott. Like, he's pretty famous from that thing you do. He was also in La La Land. Everything has a connection to La La Land, apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And they cast him basically to kill him off, but he's probably the most famous person they had besides the main character. The biggest thing, I guess, after all that, that is different from the books, is that the show seems to revolve around, as you said, Robin. And I cannot think that this book that he calls The Council of Dads, My Daughters, My Illness, and The Men Who Could Be Me, were was focused on anything but mostly his relationship with his kids and those relationships with his friends. Well, from what you're saying, also, the tone kind of seems to be off. Because this is a... I just wrote it down here. This is a cross between... It's a ripoff, really, of parenthood and modern family. And just from the book that you're saying that he wrote, it doesn't sound like it had that kind of uh, drama, but more also comedic side. It sounded like that was a pretty serious book, considering the fact that he had, like, bone cancer. Or what was it? Bone? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So. It was a type of bone cancer. I think that it probably had elements of, like, it, it did, the reviewers did call it um, tragic and heartbreaking and emotional. The book? Yes. But I'm thinking, like, a Marley and Me type thing, where you also have moments of happiness and and uh, just not the ending, like, tragedy part of it. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, but, like, you can make the argument that this TV show was almost maybe just a tiny bit more dramatic than Scrubs was, but, like, but Scrubs was, like, a comedy, and this, I'm saying, is kind of similar to that, where it's, like... Yeah, they took it in a lighter gear. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they wanted to capitalize, because it's the same network, right, that does This Is Us? Yes. On that type of audience, where it was, like, we can do a week week and it can be about the people but the difference they take so many liberties compared to and i didn't even see the show and i can tell that they took so many liberties from where the book came well from. there's there's just a there's a lot of different things that go on so first off well uh, can i read the it's really short description but you can tell me if it fits with well it. I, I want to say one thing that you said probably previously uh scott has four children this, five five this episode we only see two okay well, the way that it's shown on IMDb, because this show is not particularly like, but it's on the episode four, it says, Robin contemplates romantic like life after Scott. She wouldn't have done that in the books. <laughs> His wife probably yeah. wasn't. Uh, Luli and uh, Evan, so I hope them, yeah, yeah. make a risky investment with their loan money. How does that have anything to do with the kids? Anthony prepares for transition of the crab shack and develops a surprising friendship, and Larry confronts his past failures. 
I was just shocked by how much sounded like it was away from the source material. Well, yeah, I mean, because with this Scott thing, it yeah, I feel like it's definitely away from the source material. Because the Robin thing is just it has just about as much as a runtime as any of the other storylines mm-hmm. too. But and she's like the main main character. Yeah. But how how does that work if she's supposed to be if it's called the Council of Dads? Well, it's like Moss, where I'll just use that because we brought it up earlier, where it's like, you know, Jack is sometimes not in a lot of episodes, but in the end, he's the main character, you know? So, but does each episode focus on a different character? Because it sounded like it no, was just it, no, this one, this one moves around. I was just using it as kind of like an example where it's like, yeah, like, again, the storylines, they all are around the same runtime, but you can tell that, like, one's the most important because, you know, they're, like, kind of spending... They're really playing an effort for that storyline. Uh, that being said, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Uh, did you recognize the kids that you did see? Because a couple. No. Okay, one of them is the kid from Chef. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so you know which yeah. one I'm talking about. Cool. And then, did you recognize? There was a character who was in Thirteen Reasons Why, who I think is pretty memorable that you may have recognized. Is Jeff in there? No, no, no. It's the class president guy. Oh, wow, yeah. I was wondering where he was. He, he's age. Like, his face is age. He plays a husband in this. So. Yeah, he plays, he plays Evan in this. Maybe they ageified him with CGI. Well, the thing about <laughs> this is that, like, um, within the first five minutes, you get the four different stories that they're going to be focusing on. But this the show tries uh, very hard to um, to make itself seem funny but interesting at the same time so uh there's just a lot of things though it, you can tell it's written by uh like the actual writing staff who would you say the two people that wrote this are <laughs> joan raider and tony tony uh Fallon. yeah you can the tell they husband and wife law team they aren't the best at, at writing like literally there's a part in this show where at the high school theo who is uh the kid from chef he's a, he plays a uh, football player and the uh, son of Sarah Wayne Collies. He uh, he basically speaking to two girls who kind of call him over, and uh, and he's wearing his football jersey, and it's like pretty obvious that one of the girls likes him. But then um, they both start talking about football, and I literally wrote down one of the quotes. One of the quotes was, and this was meant to be taken with uh, complete sincerity. I saw you throw the ball last week in the game, and then uh, the other person was like, "Oh, he caught it. He's the wide receiver." of the football team and it's like uh, that's the you can tell that that's just such like stiff dialogue and that's kind of the dialogue that they were running with throughout the rest of the episode and that wasn't like a joke no that was legitimately like supposed to be so what happened with this character arc that character arc went into a weird thing because the whole entire story was basically theo was kind of speaking to um his friend who is also the friend of the mom about like uh the fact that he's going to be going with some girls because the girls uh, Freya and Jules said that they were going to initiate him and he didn't know what that meant and he thought that it meant something about sex <laughs> so he was like oh yay this is going to be great and then there was this weird scene that you could tell was trying to be funny but it was just so cringy at the same time where Sarah Wayne Collies and the friend that he the guy friend that he was talking to um, kind of were like trying to give him the sex talk but he didn't want the sex talk so he just kind of took these condoms and left but when he actually got to the actual party that they were talking about they kind of took him aside um and then 
he was like, well, wait, before we get started, uh, my sister's here. I can't leave her. And then they're like, oh, she can come too. And then it was like, well, where are they going? So they go to a, a uh, cemetery where there is a friend of theirs that died a couple years back. And instead and that's of, how they initiate people? Yeah, and, and they were saying, the initiation Jeez. was, do you want to come and uh, join our club where we go to this uh, girl's cemetery mm. every once in a while and we can speak to them because we know your uh, your dad died? And then he was like, yeah, sure, that sounds that sounds cool. And that was kind of the rest of that story arc. There's other stuff that happens where he kind of figures out what the mom is doing. The mom's storyline is, is the most wild because it kind of goes in the ton of different places that you wouldn't expect. Does it say what it goes into in that episode? Uh, no, it just said that her, what was it? Uh, that her romantic life. Yes. She's contemplating it. Robin. So, Robin's story. Which it sounds like her kid is too. And I will remind you just for the, the sake of what I was thinking when I was reading the book's description, that his kids were three years old. Oh yeah, so, no, Theo is so, like thirteen. Yeah, Theo's going through pulling like comments oh, out. Oh, and and well, it's, it gets even weirder if it's knowing the backstory now because Robin's storyline is about her, um, because Scott died, visually having sex with every single man she runs into. Oh, visually. so that's what it meant by contemplates her romantic. Visually, life. yes. That must have been a hell of a weird week to shoot. Yeah, because because well, it's like well, every well, co-star that you have in there. She, no, 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 because it wasn't like. It wasn't like dream scenario and you saw anything. It was just her more kind of like she would be running, just kind of like working out, and then you would see someone say hi to her, and then and then finally she runs into the hospital where she actually works and she speaks to a her gay doctor like straight away. And well, that's that's of, a big one thing. of the dads is is uh, or the characters that was cast was like one of. Um, was a surgeon so it's probably her best friend right yeah exactly and yeah and that's what it is and she kind of gets explains the whole entire situation that's going on so just to save time ollie that's his name uh recommends that in order to get over scott that she um tries to find one person to uh kiss for a full hour but nothing else just kiss straight on and she must find someone like that and then we find that one of the people that she works with who was going to be leaving that next week because he got promoted to a different place um, agrees to help kiss her for a full hour, but in a car. uh, It was just very strange um, because then Sarah Wayne Colley's later on in the episode uh, gets into a dress and she tells everyone that she's in contact with that she is going to be going to a PTA meeting because the old uh, person, uh, Larry, I think his name was in the show. Um, Again, that's the third dad, I think. Yes, and Henry are both just kind of like hanging out at the house and then they see her walk down in this like pretty dress and then they're like, you're wearing that to a PTA meeting? And then she's like, oh, I should probably change. So she changes real fast and then goes down, finds the person in the car that she's going to kiss for a full hour and then she kind of breaks down um, because what the doctor it's just said. for for an hour. Well, the doctor did, well no, she, like it, it was even before be it was even about. before that because the doctor then does something really weird. The doctor she was going to kiss, not not Ollie. Uh, he does something really weird where he starts to talk about his old dad and uh, how <laughs> how his old dad met his stepmom and like 
it was just, and then he he started. So you're saying the gay best friend launched into a story not about Ollie. his? No, no, oh, no, no. I'm saying no, no. no you're saying okay. The I'm saying she's that dating. Sarah Wingle goes into the car of okay. the person she's supposed to kiss, uh-huh. and then the guy right beforehand yeah. starts to talk about his dad and how he met his and how his dad met his stepmom. Okay. Which nope. is a little weird <laughs> to talk about right before that you're about to do this. I guess, but it's super weird also, too, because she's just met him, right? Right. To think that she was going to get in the car and then just make out for an hour. Well, that sounds like, well, that's, like uh, a five-year-old girl's in the story, process this isn't point, what a date yes, is or something. Yes, it is. But at this point in the story, that is, that's still what they're going to do until she breaks down because he starts bringing up tampons and... Okay. Apparently, her dad, her, her, sorry, her husband bought up tampons one time, and that made her think of her husband. And Are there so, just a ton of backflashes? No, this, this was all just through dialogue. Oh, and she kinda, that's the best sort when they, you have to say everything that's yeah. in your mind. And she, to show she breaks down, and then uh, she decides not to kiss him, but she decides to kiss him at the very end for being such a nice guy. And right as she kisses him. The kid, Theo, is driving back from the party and Oh, sees. he can drive already? Yeah. And he's just now getting the sex done? Yeah, so he's not actually 15. Yeah, no, no, that was a big thing. He's oh. like 16 or so. Oh, that's interesting. And yeah, he was just gained it then. And uh, he sees his and mom. And 16-year-olds think that going to a cemetery and hanging out every to see their dead friend is cool. Yes. Okay. And and you want people to join that sort of game. Yeah, well, some of the reviews, the ones that weren't as friendly, said that it was too superficial. Yes, very much so. But at the same time, the way that you're describing it, it sounds a little crazy as well. So well, it is. The thing is, is that, like, also, again, there's a lot of drama, but there's also mm-hmm. a lot of comedy that they try to make funny, and there was only a couple jokes that kind of landed. Yeah. Like, after you learn that um, Robin is, you know, visualizing all these men, she walks by another person, um, or she's running, and then another person is like, hey, you might want to tie your shoelace, and then she's like, oh, thank you. And then, like, she goes down to tie her shoelace, and you've seen this man already. He says that's a passing comment, he's running by, and then she goes down to tie her shoelace, and he's right there, and there's this big romantic love song, and he starts tying her shoelace for her. That is, that's one of the funny parts. Um, There was also, I mean, the kid sex talk was a little funny, but except for that, I mean, the show really fails, and it's comedy. The last time I've seen one of those scenes where it was like, the parents set the kid down was, um, what's that Netflix show that we've seen? The on my block or whatever. Yeah, on my block. Yeah, where. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the African American kid like holds that whole scene up because he's he's hilarious and uh, his parents are are pretty funny <laughs> yeah. too. Um, I'll say that the positive reviews for this, um, <clears throat> or when they try to spin it in a nice way, it says that it's interesting dynamic blending of relationships. So it does seem like the whole show, as you said, like Parenthood is sort of focused more on the story of each person's growth as a person versus any plot-oriented details besides the fact that the dad is dead. Um, I'll say also Sarah Wayne Kelly's had an interview where she was asked to someone who'd never seen it before, and she said, this is a story of people who find a way to come together for one another, this is not a family bound by blood. It's a family bound by love. I've got kids that don't look like me, are different races than me. I've got friends who are different sexualities. This is a story of friend family that actually looks 
the way America looks now, which we are very proud of. And that sounds like a very, like, safe answer is to be, like, we tried to check all the boxes again. Yeah, and they, they definitely do with this. Yeah, um, I mean, and it's fine, but, you know. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily diverse. translate to making it a great show. Like, you got to concentrate primarily on the plot and then also add things that you find important to society that's that's absolutely fine but not if it takes away also from it being a decent show oh yeah i mean yeah it, it's just a lot of these things just in the show are so um predictable and kind of like obvious and a lot of the characters make bad decisions like uh with for example the Lou and Evan characters, the people that buy the house this episode. Husband and wife? Husband and wife, yes. They buy the house, um, with, and and they can only afford 50,000. That's all that's in their NASDAQ. However, when they do the auction... That's all that... Wait, sorry. That's in their NASDAQ? That's what they said, I thought. I thought... Does that make sense at all? Um, I guess, but But, not really. (laughs) Yeah, well, and, and then as the auction's going on, it can only incrementally go by two, and one of the people purchased the house for 52000 or bid it for the house, and then they bid the house for 54000 which is 54000 past their, sorry, 4000 past Whoa, their initial you're thing. you're throwing out a lot of numbers. They basically, they buy the house, but it's 4000 past any money, like that's $4,000 uh, more than the money that they have. They literally don't have any more than 50000 and they purchased it for 4000 more because they really wanted the house. And that wouldn't necessarily be a problem, but when they go inside the house, the house is completely torn to shreds. This thing doesn't have a bathroom, it doesn't have a sink, it doesn't have anything. And literally... How did they end up buying the house before looking at it? It was one of those things where I guess that they just, uh, they didn't look inside, they didn't look inside. What? Yeah. So you're saying they went to just a normal house that had a real estate sign outside Mm -hmm. and said, I want that house... I'm going to pay you more money than I actually have for it, and I'm not going to look inside. Yeah, basically. That doesn't And I think, sense. well, I think... <laughs> At all. The only, I mean, they didn't really explain it. The only possible option is that it was one of those things where they didn't allow you to look inside the house, but if you're going to buy it, you think that they <laughs> like would. Like a prize show? Like, you can't yeah. see inside the box, well, but I mean, how much they, are you willing to put They were bidding it? straight on the street. But, I mean, yeah, the, in the uh, licensing that they yeah, that signed for it, they said buying the house as is. And so, therefore, they are way past their budget already. They don't have any money. And that's just kind of where the story leaves off. So, The storylines you've presented so far about the kid and the funeral, oh, sorry, the cemetery, the um, mom's character, Robin, and her weird date, and this make the show sound funny because of how, like, these decisions or these plots don't really seem very um normal or realistic yeah they don't really seem like they would fit into normal life though yeah they don't um so i i don't know where to go with that and it's funny because the book is so uh heavy on it being like real the idea that the person wrote it about himself and yet the tv show has these story in like shows like louis Mm -hmm. they got credit because they were about him and his real like his the realism of it yeah so the idea of taking this and like i guess putting it through an nbc filter and then this is what comes out makes it like no fault to the actors but maybe the story could be a story little bit could stronger. be a lot stronger yeah okay. um so and also just in general the dialogue wasn't that wasn't that interesting so yeah you did you did comment about that earlier 
Um, it's on a two-week hiatus already. It's only at episode four, and they were like, well, we can't do another episode quite yet. So Yeah, is it like an eight-episode season or what? It's a mid-season replacement, so probably right. something short. But the fact that they're going on hiatus is kind of weird, um, given that they started later than they were supposed well, to. Well, and also, given. this episode doesn't like leave off on like any type of big cliffhanger. Like it just kind of goes just on. Just ends. Yeah. Huh. So I mean, I don't know. So if you're a diehard fan of these types of like family dramas, check it out. But if you were kind of on the, I don't know, edge about it, wasn't wasn't sure what to expect. I hope this is given a little bit more uh, information. Yeah, I would I would recommend this to anyone who likes those kind of like NBC like drama shows, even like something like Chicago Fire or something, but. Really? You might want to even check I've this heard out. Chicago Fire is pretty good. But that, uh, and from what we've seen, it's pretty cheesy. But from anyone who likes Parenthood, I would say you could maybe check check this out, and you might enjoy it. So. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's it. See you next episode.